Although we live in this world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world, but on the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. For life and death is in the power of the tongue. Give us this power, Lord. Give us this power, Lord. Amen. someone that you think that this podcast may help because this is the place where transformation is going to happen and where we're going to grow and evolve together. I have some exciting news. Uh, My book is out. It just dropped September the 1st and the book is called Overcomer, A Journey Through Mental Health and how to find one's purpose. That is Overcomer, a journey through mental health and how to find one's purpose. Now, the in the find one, how to find one's purpose was not added on. Um, that was edited out at the last minute. So the subtitle is just simply a journey through mental health. But it is a book to help one discover their true self and to find their purpose in life and what they were created for. Um, you can buy the book on Barnes and Nobles or you can purchase it on Amazon. Um, just go ahead and look for the title or look for my name or you can go to my Instagram page. My Instagram page is bjmotivate underscore ifbb. That's bjmotivate underscore ifbb and you can click the link um in my bio and it will lead you straight to the book um where you can purchase it um i appreciate it and i guarantee you that this book will actually inspire you and stimulate your mind and it will change your life a lot of work went into this book and i'm hopeful um confident that it will change a lot of people's lives and change their perspectives of life and that would they would see life completely different and they will begin to appreciate who they are and who they were created to be so last week i had to cut the show a little bit short um i didn't get to finish everything so sorry about abruptly ending it the way that i actually did because i only get limited time which is an hour to actually do my podcast so I saw that the clock was ticking and I had to hurry up and get through it as quickly as possible 
So we're going to dive back in to what we were talking about last week, and that is strategies, how to change our strategy and how to break the pattern so that we can actually have lasting change in our lives. I'm going to do a quick recap of the past few weeks. We went over the three principles of change. The first principle was to understand our values and our and the difference between our values and our standards. So it was to raise our standards. So we had to understand our values or our beliefs and our standards or our behavior. So we had to learn how to raise our standards, um, not to continue to settle for less, but to know who we are on the inside and raise our standards and ask ourselves, what do we really want in life? And to set the bar to where we want to go and not set the bar low um, beneath who we were actually designed or called to be to appease others or because we have our own self-limiting beliefs. Number two, we talked about our self-limiting beliefs. So we talked about how we needed to overcome our self-limiting beliefs and how they actually uh, affect us. Number three was change of strategy. We need to change our strategy of how we do things in life. These are the three principles of change. Raise your standards, change your self-limiting beliefs, and change your strategy. The definition of insanity, I believe Einstein said, is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. The reason why we're stuck where we are is because we don't know how to break the patterns in our life. And we're doing the same things over and over and over again, expecting a different result. Now, the thing is, is that unconsciously, we don't know that we're in a pattern. We work diligently and hard to try to make our lives better, but we keep falling back to the place we were. So I'm going to show you in this podcast how to break those patterns and make you more aware of those patterns because nobody wakes up and says, you know what? I don't want to be successful in life. I don't want to lose weight. I don't want to be the best version of myself. But we get caught up into this cycle of this pattern and we have to recognize the pattern so we can actually break the pattern. Different strategies, the strategies that can change our lives are this. Number one, we have to make a decision that we want to change. We have to know what we want in life. That's the first thing in creating a strategy. You have to make a decision. What shapes our life the most is the decisions we make not the conditions. I'm going to say that again. What shapes our lives the most is decisions we make, not our conditions. We have to look at it like this. If you want to take a trip somewhere, get inside of your car, 
Say you want to go to California and you live in Georgia and you put the destination in your GPS system or your iPhone for maps or Google Maps and it's going to show you how to get to your destination. Now, along the way, it's going to show you where there's going to be traffic jams or detours or obstacles that are in your way. But the GPS will still get you to your destination. We have to use the GPS system in our minds and make a decision about what we actually want. And if we make the decision about what we want, our brain will navigate us to how to get exactly what we want in life. We just have to learn how to listen to the signs that are out there. We have to see the red flags. We have to see the detours. We have to see the obstacles in the road and not get discouraged because we see things there. We will find a way around to get to our destination. So we have to understand that sometimes traffic or life is not going to flow the way that we actually want it to. So we have to understand that sometimes it may slow our time down from getting there. But we have to remember that life is not a sprint or growth is not a sprint, it's a marathon. We have to learn to take our time. We have to learn to embrace delayed gratification instead of instant gratification. Our problem is that we get so discouraged because we don't get things right away and realize that struggle is what strengthens us. That the struggle is a part of the process. That adversity comes to actually teach us a lesson and actually make us better and make us stronger. It's not to hinder us, it's actually to help us to be better. So we have to make a decision about what we want. Tony Robbins, who is a mentor to me and someone that I've worked with and studied under, and I've read his books and I, I admire him um, a lot. And the man has changed so many lives. And I wish and I aspire to do what he has done as far as changing people's lives. He says there's three decisions that shape our destiny. Number one is what we focus on. He talks about a story that he did um, where he he had he trained to do NASCAR. Um, he, he was he was learning how to drive like a NASCAR driver. And what they had to do is they had to drive at a high um, speed over 100 miles an hour towards this wall and make a sharp left turn at the last minute and missed the wall. And he explains the story is that when he actually 
got in the car, the instructor simply said, when you get to the wall, don't look at the wall. Turn your head and the car will go in the direction you want it to go. Tony gets in the car and he's driving and he's driving at extreme uh, speed. And as soon as he got to the wall, he panics. And the instructor simply turned his head in the opposite direction of where he wanted to go. And the car followed suit. When a car begins to skid, the natural reflex is to look at the wall and attempt to avoid it. If we focus on what we fear, we will attract what we don't. Steer in the direction of your focus. Stop looking at things that you don't want in your life. Focus on the things that you do want. Too many times we focus on what we don't have. We always talk about why we can't do something instead of why we can do something. Look at why you can accomplish the things that you can't that, that you want to instead of why you cannot. We have to focus on what we want instead of what we don't have because it's our mindset that's hindering us and stopping us from seeing all the signs in life that are going to lead us in the direction to get to our destination. But instead, we're focusing on the roadblocks. We're focusing on the hindrances. And then therefore, we, we, we find ourselves being stagnant and we're not moving or we turn back around and go back to where we came from when we know in our hearts we want to reach the destination that we want to go to that we feel like is calling us. But instead, we focus on the wrong things. Number two out of the three decisions that shape our destiny is we have to figure out what things mean to us. How do things make you feel? Is it important to you to go to the destination that you really want to go to? Do you feel moved to go there or you're living somebody else's dream? Are you working a job that makes you miserable? Or do you love your job and it's the people that make you miserable? You have to focus on what you really want and how it makes you feel. Even in a relationship, are you settling to be in a relationship just so you can have somebody there? Or does the person really make you happy? Do you accept that person as you are, as they are? And do they accept you as you are? Or is there judgment and criticism? But yet and still you settle because you are afraid of being alone. We have to focus on how things make us feel in what we really want. So when we decide that this is what I really want, it will stop us from settling for less. Too many times in life, we settle for less. We settle for less in relationships. We settle for less at jobs. We settle for less um, 
in so many aspects of life or, or friends and we, we, we accept uh, uh, groups and communities that we that we know is not leading us in the right direction but it, at the same time um, they accept us so we're happy but we know that us hanging around that toxic group is actually discouraging us and not leading us in the direction that we want to go. Now I'm not saying that we have to distance ourselves from people. You have to learn how to appreciate all people in life and learn how to accept them for who they are. But you have to learn to get around the people that are going to lead you in the direction that you want to go. You have to get around like-minded individuals. Growing up, my mother taught me to be friends with everybody. She taught me not to judge to accept everybody. In high school, I was a jock. So I was friends with the jocks. I was friends with the cheerleaders. I was friends with the alternative people. I was friends with people who, who enjoyed country living. I, I was friends with people who played in the band. I was friends with people who were considered outcast. I befriended everyone because that's what I was raised and taught to do. And I still embrace that in life. None of us have the right to judge anyone. We should spend more time focusing on ourselves and trying to be the person that we were designed to, designed to be instead of telling people how to fix themselves. We can't fix anybody else until we fix ourselves. Now. The Bible actually says, first take the log out of your eye before you take the speck out of somebody else's eye. And too many times we're trying to take a speck out of somebody else's eye when we got more problems to deal with than they do. So the next one, number three of how to shape our destiny is what to do. How do we create the results that we want? How do we go about creating change in our lives? This is what I notice about females. Females I respect so much because they, a lot of times, know what they want. If they want to be in a relationship with you, they're going to be in a relationship with you. And they're going to do whatever they can to pursue you if they have a strong interest in you. But at the same time, when they're done with you, they're done with you. They're not fickle. They know exactly what they want when they want it. And when they go after it, they go after it with all their heart. If they say they're going to love you to death, they will love you to death until you push them to the point to where they don't want you no more. And when they say they're done, they're done. So you have to know how to get what you want. We know how to get the things that we don't need, but we need to focus that same energy on getting the things that we do need. We know how to get those new shoes, those Jordans. You know, we know how to get... um money for a trip that we want to go to. 
but we don't know how to get the money to start a business. We don't, we don't, we don't focus that same energy on doing things that we know that we are called to do our purpose to do because we allow fear to keep us stagnant from a growth. So we do have the desire inside of us to do those things. We just put our energy towards the wrong thing. That's why someone can't say, I can't do that. You can do it because you showed your probability or you showed the, your potential in other things in life of what you actually go after. We just have to redirect that energy in the right direction so that you can fulfill your purpose. So, the next thing that we have to do after we 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 um we make a decision, we have to acknowledge to break the pattern. So first, we have to make the right decisions to to break the pattern. All right. Then there's three things, three decisions that we do to shape our destiny: what we focus on what things mean to you, and what to do to change it. Then the next thing that we have to learn how to do is to acknowledge the problem. What is not working? Our brain, science is showing, is designed to help us to fulfill our purpose in life. But too many times when we walk outside of that purpose, we experience an influx of emotions into our lives. Our emotions are nothing but indicator lights to tell us what's wrong. But instead of listening to our emotions, we, in learning from them, we allow the, the emotions to affect our psyche and our thoughts and those thoughts become feelings then those feelings become a state of mind and it becomes a behavior which I've repeated before so we have to learn how to acknowledge the problem there is a feedback loop so when we get discouraged our body is telling us when we feel those emotions they're telling us that we're wrong going in the wrong depression I'm going in the wrong direction that's what depression does. That's what anxiety is telling us. That you are living outside of who you are. When we live according to who we were designed to be, our brain works and our genius and creativity actually comes out. But when we go against our true nature, when we go against who we were designed to be, we experience extreme sadness or depression. Motivation is a symptom and not a solution. It means that you are not engaged in your purpose. Too many times people want to feel motivated. Motivation is not it. You have to look for inspiration. If you're motivated, if you need motivation to do something, it's not meant for you. If you're meant to, if you need motivation to get up in the morning to actually go work out, that is not the highest value on your list. When we walk in our highest value 
in our life or walk in our purpose, we don't need motivation to do it. We are inspired to do it. And you know when you're walking in your purpose, when you can do something and hours just fly by. Whether it's writing, singing, dancing, journaling, whatever you do. And and it could be exercising, you know, or, or working out because there are people who are professional bodybuilders and they love doing that. They love being in the gym. You know, you have people who love building things creating things. You have interior designers who love doing that. That's them walking in their purpose. They're, and their creativity is just coming out because they're walking in their purpose. When we're not walking in our purpose, we don't feel good on the inside. And that is our body telling us you're going in the wrong direction. So your emotions are simply indicator lights to tell you to change your course of action. When we operate out of the executive center of our brain, when we, when, we, when, we, when we do that, what actually happens is that the amygdala takes over. That's the emotional control center of our brain. And our prefrontal cortex actually shuts down. And so we, we get caught up in our emotions and we're not, we're not thinking like we're supposed to anymore. But when we're walking in our purpose, the executive center of the brain actually takes over. And what happens is we are awakened to inspired vision. We come up with strategic plans and we know how to execute those plans. And we know how to govern ourselves. We know how to keep focus. If you can't focus on something, it's because you're doing something that you feel like you have to do not something that you were meant to do. And what I'm trying to get you to do is to reevaluate or to evaluate yourself and to find out what your calling is, what your purpose is. A lot of times we don't, we're afraid to live the dream that is planted inside of us because we have self-limiting beliefs that were planted in our minds from other people. And we're living other people's dreams and not our dreams. So we have to put an end to that. So we have to acknowledge the problem, recognize the feedback loop. This is going to stop the, the pattern. When you recognize the feedback, when you recognize and learn how to look at your emotions, this will actually begin to break the pattern. Now, number three is breaking the patterns. All right. When we work out or when you work out, because I've been a personal trainer for over 10 years and I have a degree in exercise science, also theology, and then also I'm studying um, psychology as well too. And I believe in health and wellness and holistic health and I want people to be completely healthy and whole because I believe that the mind, body, and spirit needs to be work to work in unison. And I believe that if you, if you walk in the fullness of your mind, body, and spirit, um, you will have clarity in life and you will actually find your purpose. So whenever someone comes and works out, they expect instantaneous results a lot of times. 
and they get discouraged because they don't have instant gratification. So when we try to lose weight, our body fights against us. And the reason why is because we have trained our body to be the way that it actually is. We have trained our body to hold on to fat based off of starvation, based off of not eating enough or eating at adequate times. So our body doesn't trust us. It's used to the behavior that we do. So when you start working out extreme and your body's like, what's going on here? So it resists you and you don't see results right away. And so it takes time because you have to be consistent with getting the weight off of you and eating properly. So another thing is the importance is also eating properly. And you have to build a relationship with your body. When your body realizes that this is real, then your cells in your body will begin to change. This is a process of of epigenetics because we are not, um, we, we, we are not just conditioned to follow our, our, our genes that we can actually change our genetic structure and our cells are actually influenced by our environment. Our environment shapes us into who we are and not necessarily our biology. This is what science has discovered and what they have realized. Our body reproduces itself every seven years. So the reason why we remain exactly the same place when our body's constantly changing is because we're replicating the same cells inside of our body. We're not changing. We're not, we're not teaching it new things. We're not, we're not changing our lives. We're not breaking the pattern. The pattern is continuing to go. It's, it's called cell inertia. Cell inertia or inertia is a resistance to change in motion. It says that change is hard. So in order to break that cell inertia, we have to be consistent with our work ethic. We have to continue to endure and train our bodies so that As our bodies reproduce, our bodies become used to the new us. It's also the same thing with our minds. Every morning, we create new brain cells. This is called neurogenesis. Every morning, you create new brain cells. So, if we keep feeding our minds the same nonsense and doing the same thing over and over again, we're stuck in the pattern and we can't change. So what we have to do is we have to learn how to feed our mind proper things to nourish it. We have to focus on what we want and not what we don't want. See, if you're still just going through the motions of doing things, you're not express, uh, you're not experiencing changes because you're focused on the wrong things. You're focusing on what you don't have instead of putting all your focus and energy into what you want. Visualize where you want to be. 
Concentrate on what you want to do. Imagine yourself already being there and walk accordingly as though you've already received it. When you practice that daily over and over again, you will break the pattern. And then that goes into the process of neuroplasticity. Neuroplasticity um, changes or renews or, or realigns your mind. So neurogenesis renews your mind, whereas neuroplasticity realigns or reforms your mind. So we have to get into the lifestyle of making sure that we're feeding our bodies and our minds the right thing. And what, what, what actually happens as well, too, is that when we're not operating in our right mind, just like I said, we have three sections of the brain. We have the lower part of the brain, which is the survival brain. Some people call it the reptilian brain, brain um, which teaches you to procreate, um, eat, and survival. Um, second is emotional brain. Top, the main one, the dominant, is the prefrontal cortex. When, and we have to learn how not to operate out of our base brain or our emotional brain. So too many times we allow our emotional brain to take over. And we have to not allow feelings to dictate our destiny. Every emotion is connected to your memories. So people remember not what you say, but how you made them feel. Every childhood memory that you have has an emotion attached to it. We block things out because we had no emotional attachment to it. But if we think about the most horrendous things in our childhood, that's because there is an emotion that's attached to it. If we think about the happy times in our childhood, that's because there's an emotional attachment to it. So we have to learn and realize and reshape our brains to not allow our emotions to take over our rational thinking. Now, a lot of times this is unconscious because the the amygdala can be stirred by a sound, um, a smell, a familiar sight of something that you actually see. And then you get this emotional reaction within yourself. Because the hippocampus is the part to where it, it holds on, it, it, it affects your mood, your memory, and spatial um, learning. And also the amygdala has emotional memories. And it's always linked to depression and anxiety. So we have to learn self-mastery instead of knowledge mastery. So we have to learn how to master ourselves if we really want effective change to happen in our lives. Too many times we just read books and we think that the books are going to actually change us. 
we go to seminars and we do so many different things and think that they're going to change us. Yes, they help, but you have to learn how you work. What makes you tick? Self-mastery. How to control your emotions. How to get your brain to work at optimal levels. How not allow how not to allow your feelings to dictate your destiny. And so we have to learn this by recognizing these things and then we have to break the patterns of those behaviors. Knowledge is power, but knowledge is only power when it is applied. So the way we apply the knowledge that I'm giving you, the way that we apply the knowledge that we're going to learn about how our brain works and our memories, because once we figure out what our memories or our emotions are attached to, we have to learn to move on to change our perception of that bad memory that we actually had in our lives. Um, and, and when we change our perception of that memory and learn how to forgive that person and, and to really look inside of ourselves and not to continue to live in a past, that's the only way that we're going to break that pattern and move forward. We spend so much time living in the past, in the present. That's what depression is about. That's where guilt and shame comes from because we we're consistently living in the past. What we've done and we can't move forward, but we have to learn how to live in the present so that we can move forward. And we also cannot be living in the future. Because that's where fear comes from and anxiety comes from because we're so focused on what may happen, but then those fears are still attached to the past. So we bring our past to our future and think that our past is going to happen in the future. So therefore we feel stuck and we can't move forward. So we have to learn to let go of the fact, let go of the past and focus on the present so that we can effectively move forward. And just like I said before, we have to learn how to be consistent. In personal training, through exercise science, there are three things that are going to give you effective change of how to break the patterns in your life so that you can get weight loss or you can get fat loss or you can achieve a cardiovascular goal. These three things are frequency, duration, and intensity. Frequency is attached to consistency. We have to be consistent in our endeavors to break the patterns. We cannot get upset by the roadblocks that come our way because we're following the same pattern. We have to endure and press forward and that is what's going to break the pattern. I've always said to other people, our blessing is on the other side of fear. Fear is the hindrance that holds us back. And when you push past that fear, you will realize there is a blessing that's always been waiting for you on the other side. But too many times we focus on that fear and we allow that fear to stop our consistency or our progress. We have to be consistent by rising up every single day, writing in our journal, things that we're thankful for. 
We have to consistently say our affirmations. We have to consistently read every day. We have to consistently meditate or pray every single day. We have to consistently um, find ways to make ourselves better on a daily basis. We have to consistently be kind to other people. We just can't do it one time. We have to do it consistently every single day. The second one is duration. Duration is attached to persistence. We must not get discouraged, but continue to be persistent. And this will, con this will help with our duration. It will help us to continue on our journey no matter how long it actually takes because we are persistent. We are so persistent, we will not allow anything to stop us because we are focused on our goal. When we have made a decision of what we're focused on, then we are gonna go for it with all our heart. And like I said, when you're following your destiny and you latch onto it, you will have the intrinsic motivation or the inspiration to pursue your purpose. Number three is intensity. Intensity is perseverance. No matter how hard it gets, no matter how hard the winds of strife blow in our lives, we will be persistent and not allow anything to stop us. So we must be consistent, persistent, and persevere and these things will break the pattern I said the other week that we have to learn how to observe ourselves like we're in a movie we have to step outside of ourselves and we have to look at ourselves and see am I doing this right or should I do this another way I'll give you a quick example of, of, of myself or what I, what I actually mean. The other day I, I, I got discouraged about something and I do get discouraged, but because I've been consistent, I know how to overcome it a lot quicker than I would have in the past. I would have been stuck for a lot longer, but because I've been persistent, um, the answers and I, and I, and I, and I, and I continue to read in the study, then the answers come to my brain about what to do. So I took out, I, I, I stood outside of myself figuratively and, and I, and I, and I watched myself and I said, how do I want my story to go? Everybody likes a good movie. We don't like a movie to where there is not a, a happy ending or where a person doesn't triumph in the end. We don't want to see a movie to where the star character dies in the beginning and gives up rather quickly. So we have to look at ourselves and we have to look at ourselves like a character. And we, and we have to realize that we're continuing to write our story. And we have to say, when we're writing our story, how do I want this story to end? So when I looked at myself and I got discouraged, I said, what to do if, 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 what do I want this character to do? Do I want him to give up and go back to doing what he wants to do? Would that be a good story? And I'm like, no, that's not a good story. Would I want him to continue to study and read and persevere 
and go through the motions of doing what's right, but mentally give up. And I said, no, that's not what I want to see. I don't, I don't want to see my character go back to what I was doing, but still go through the motions and lose hope. And neither do I want to say my character give up completely on life and think that I cannot overcome. So I had to ask myself, how do I want my character to end? How do I want my character to not to end, but to, to progress? And I said, a great story would be for me or that character to have faith, to hold on and not to give up. And then see a beautiful ending because he persevered. We have to realize that we are constantly writing our stories every day and we must persevere until the end and not give up. You have to say to yourself, how do I want my story to end? How do I want my story to go? And we have to realize that everything in this world has already been worked out for our good. The only thing that holds us back is us. That's what it is. It's not your conditions that shape your life. It's your mindset that shapes your life. It's how you see and perceive the outside world, but you perceive the outside world based off of your thought process. When you change your thought process, the world will change. When you look at things differently, the world will change. The problem is, is that we have such a judgmental mindset that we're constantly putting people above ourselves or beneath ourselves. And when we stop looking at the world in a judgment mindset and look at it with an understanding mindset, in a mindset of compassion, then we will see the world completely different. So we have to learn to break the pattern. We have to learn to do self-examination at the end of every single day. We have to look at ourselves and say, what did I do well today? What did I do well? Then we have to say, what could we have done better? What could we have done better today? Then we also need to say, when did I feel connected to my life's pur purpose? When you do this self-reflection, you'll see the areas of where you need to change and the areas to where you need to continue. You'll look at your day and you'll see, this is where I felt the happiest. This is where I felt the best. This is what I did wrong and this is what I need to change. This is how you're going to break the pattern. So every single day we need to do self-examination at the end of every day. Another thing that we need to do is we need to break the pattern is we need to change our environment. Like I said, our environment shapes who we are. We become the sum total of 
the five people that we actually hang around. If you're hanging around people that don't have the same goals that you that you have, you're not going to reach your goals that you want. That's just realistic. You have to put the right people in your proximity so you can get your purpose in life or fulfill your purpose in life. One of the good things to do is to find a mentor. Someone who can mentor you. And if you don't have a lot of friends or have those people around you, you can find a mentor through an author or through a book. This podcast and me talking could be me mentoring you. Find a mentor, someone you can listen to that's going to reshape your brain. Because if you keep listening to the same negative things in life, you're never going to change. You have to follow people that that will help you get to where you want to go and not stay where you are. Too many times we take advice from people that are at the same place that we are when we should only listen to people that are where we want to be. When you hang around people who have a growth mindset, who have a wealth mindset, who who are non-judgmental, who have a heart full of gratitude, your perspective on life and your mindset will change. So you have to break the pattern by changing your environment. Then another way to break the pattern is to get rid of negative self-talk. The negative comments that we actually say to ourselves inside our set, inside our heads. We're not pretty enough. We're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We're not talented enough. Success has nothing to do with talent. It's 80% psychology and 20% skill. Most people are successful at their jobs because they're light. It has nothing to do with their skill. It's because of their personality. So you have to ask yourself, am I the person that I want to be? Would I be a friend to myself? Do I have a pleasing personality? The Bible says that those who have friends show themselves friendly. If you want friends, act friendly. Be friendly. Be the change that you want to see and you will attract those people into your lives. When we have an objective mind, we have a balanced mind. When we have a subjective mind, we have a judgmental mind. We have to learn to operate from from an objective mindset. Another way to break our pattern my time is escaping me. I got 10 minutes left, so I'm going to try to hurry up and get through these. Is we have to exercise. External shifts can change how we feel. Thus creating a temporary change in our mindset. This is called self-signaling. 
they have realized that certain things that we can do to our physiology can change our state of mind and our mood. So you can break your pattern. One, one good way to break your pattern out of depression is the five second rule that Mel Robbins talks about. She says, if you count backwards from five, five, four, three, two, one, not forward, it makes, it deactivates your amygdala and gets your prefrontal cortex to take over. So it puts you back into your rational mind. So simply taking a deep breath and counting backwards will actually help to shape your mind and to put you back into your rational mindset and get you out of your emotional state. Another thing could be listening to music that makes you happy to change your state of mind. Dancing. Also, um, I, I remember another podcast, uh, another episode, I said skipping. There's no way you can skip and be unhappy. Clapping your hands, being enthusiastic, smiling changes your state of mind. Forcing yourself to smile. Forcing yourself to smile. Also, uh, taking a cold shower. Taking a cold shower activates your mammalian uh, diving reflex. And it actually helps to curb anxiety or stress. So taking a cold shower will help or splashing cold water simply on your face will help to get rid of anxiety and also depression. And then also drinking tea. They have found that drinking tea lowers stress and improves your mood and it, and it improves your cognition. So it helps you to think more clearly. So simply when you're in a bad mood or you're about to have a serious argument or a discussion, not argument, because if we say it's gonna be argument, it's gonna be an argument. So if we have a serious discussion with someone, offer them a cup of tea. And if you offer them a cup of tea, they will by nature calm down because tea has a common effect on our mindset. So in conclusion, because I got about seven minutes left. These are five things that we can do to change our life quickly. Five things. Feed and strengthen your mind and your soul every single day. Feed and strengthen your mind and soul every day. Pray, meditate, read, listen to podcasts, study, self-educate. Feed your mind and your spirit every day. The next one is to feed your body. In order for us to have a strong mind, we have to make sure that we're eating the right things. We have a second brain, an inherent brain that's inside of our stomach that communicates with the heart because the heart has a brain. So we have three brains, the head brain, the heart brain, and the stomach brain. The head brain focuses, focuses on external things, whereas the stomach and the heart is intrinsic. It focuses on things that are internal. So when the stomach communicates like your gut instinct, your gut instinct never is, is out of fear. 
our our prefrontal our 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 central nervous system is the one that pushes fear through our amygdala and what it does is the reason why we feel butterflies is that it slows down um blood going into our stomach so therefore we feel butterflies it's not because our stomach is telling us that we're scared but your gut feeling when you're when you're when your stomach says hey what's going on it communicates with the heart and it communicates with the vagus nerve the vagus nerve goes up to the stem of the brain and the vagus nerve acts with the parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system the parasympathetic nervous system actually is 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 made to calm you down to control your breathing so our heart in our brain is trying to lead us to do the right thing and not to respond out of fear when our heart rate goes up that has nothing to do with heart our heart when 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 we feel fear that's the brain signaling sending a signal through the amygdala to the heart to say and 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 it's increasing the blood pressure and so our blood is racing but it's not because the heart is scared the heart wants to calm itself down so we have to learn how to pace ourselves and calm ourselves because the body is working for our good so we have to learn how to eat correctly so that our system can operate as it should be number 3 we have to find a role model i already went over that number 4 we have to change our environment if you don't change your environment you're not going to change you have to hang around people that are like-minded and have the same goals that you actually do. If you want a diet, get the cookies out of the pantry. Get the ice cream out of the freezer. Change your environment. Sometimes changing your environment doesn't mean moving your location, it just means removing things that are in your location. So, change your environment if you want to change. Then you have to take massive action. Move forward fearlessly. courageously as though what you want is inevitable certainty is a beautiful thing people love confidence when you move in confidence knowing that you are loved and knowing that you have a purpose in life see we have to stop looking for love through people and we have to realize that life has worked out for our benefit and that God actually loves us no matter what. There's nothing that you could do to make God love you less or love you more. So when we have that confidence inside of us in knowing that he has worked everything out for our good, we can move with certainty and faith, knowing and believing and moving in faith instead of fear. So, the last and the bonus thing that I'm going to give you is we have to learn how to do more than what is expected of us in life. We have to do it more more than expected in life. We have to be the person um do do more by 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 showing the kindness that we want to other people. Um going the extra mile. You know, contributing to people. Not giving a little but giving a lot. When we know how to give, that's when we receive. When we give ungrudgingly, We, we will receive back fourfold, sixtyfold, ninetyfold. But we have to learn how to operate from a heart of gratitude. My time is running up, so I'm gonna give you a quick, quick story. 
Once again, I like being at the pond. And at the pond, um, I talked about how the, the fountain comes up and it springs from life and how patterns happen. But sometimes that pattern that's going to the shore, the winds come and change the pattern. But we have to realize that when the winds of life actually comes at us and changes our direction, it's for our good. And we have to trust the process and we have to learn not to complain, but to learn how to be grateful and to stay steadfast in our purpose. I hope that this podcast encourages you. Next week, we're going to have another interesting topic. Topic. We're probably going to talk about how to deal with difficult people and go into a, a new subject. But thank you for listening. Buy my book. Make sure you invite somebody else. And remember this week that you are more than a conqueror. I'm not just a conqueror. No, not just a conqueror.